Welcome, you have landed right here on the Ayn Rand Center UK and the Daily Objective. And I was just about to offer you, oh, something I suppose a little naughty. Do they still call it a fag? I don't know, is it what they still call it in the UK? But now these are not actual cigarettes. These are in fact, candy cigarettes. Now that's not uh, uh, made illegal just yet, but we're gonna be talking about now a, a new plan that's been in the UK press this week to yes, in fact, basically in effect, ban cigarettes from being sold in the United Kingdom. We'll talk about the financial implications of that, more importantly, the moral and philosophical implications of that. And more importantly than anything, we're happy that you're here with us to discuss it. We are the Ayn Rand Center UK. We bring to you history's largest network of information, programs, podcasts, inspired by Ayn Rand's objectivism. You know, if you think you know Ayn Rand's objectivism, you probably don't. It's not just politics. It's not just so-called greed is good. There's a whole philosophy there. And that's what we do every day with a number of programs right here on this channel. Try to explore it, try to apply it. And we are all students of objectivism. That's what Ms. Rand preferred that people refer to themselves as students of objectivism. And even after 20 plus years learning about objectivism, I'm still a happy, proud student. So we're gonna get into it today, of course, with your help and with your financial help. You know, we're traders, we believe in as your own Brooke always says, value for value. So if you make us part of your media diet, show us even a little bit of love, five pounds, 10 pounds, become a subscriber here on YouTube or at our website. It really, really means everything in terms of being able to keep the programming on the air, keep me in the, the cigarettes, as they say, the candy cigarettes. So we'll get right to it. And hopefully I'll earn some of your support and some of your, uh, your donations uh, and support uh, on this show. Um, so let's get into this idea. Yes, in fact, it's for your own good. How many things have you been told that this is being done to you for your own good? Now, if that sounds familiar to you, you're probably thinking back to maybe when you were a kid, because that was always the justification. When you're, you wanted to do something, your parents said no, and they said, What's, you know, it's for your own good. And that is the type of language and that's the type of attitude that parents take towards their children because children are not rational entities. They're not fully rational. Their brains are not formed. That's why they don't really have full legal rights uh, in that sense. So parents do things on behalf, make uh, choices on behalf of their children. Why? Because it's for their own good. They don't have the rational faculty yet to make those choices on their own. But what about adults? What about people who are not children, who have the rational faculty to make choices on their own. Don't they have, can't they make their own choices? Well, not according to Rishi Sunak. And forgive me, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the Prime Minister of the UK's name exactly correctly, but this happened to catch our eye here at the Ayn Rand Center UK. Uh, uh, from the Guardian, a plan floated about in Parliament to, yes, ban cigarettes for the next generation. Sources say that the law could gradually increase the smoking age to ultimately prevent sales to people born after a certain year. So the UK government is really serious about this. This prime minister is serious about that. And he's modeling his aspirations uh, against something that was basically passed in New Zealand last December. And as we said, they're gonna year after year increase the legal smoking age. So basically, tobacco would end up never being sold to anyone born after 2009. So if you're 14 now, uh, anyone younger than 14 today will never be able to buy and affect uh, cigarettes in the future. The reason is 
financial. You hear this over and over again. Smoking is a deadly habit, uh, said the spokesperson, the New Zealand spokesperson. It kills tens of thousands of people each year and places what a huge burden on the National Health Service and the economy. So according to the UK government, we want to encourage more people to quit. And how are they going to encourage them? Of course, by passing a law that prohibits them actually from ultimately buying cigarettes, increasing the sale one by one, uh, you know, ensures that no one can buy a, a tobacco product. And basically this means that anyone under the age 15 would never be able to buy a cigarette. So they're really getting serious in, uh, in uh, New Zealand and increasingly in the UK as well. So, you know, what, what do we make of this? Well, first and foremost, is this the role of government? You know, there's a sense now, I think that if they get the votes or even don't have the votes, maybe if they have just that the passion, uh, the passion, government can do whatever it wants, including nudge, i.e. force, because what is government? Government is a weapon, government is a gun. So government nudging you, it's government's forcing you. So forcing you to do what they think are the so-called right things. I mean, is this a legitimate role of government? And Ayn Rand uh, certainly had views on this. In Galt's speech, she wrote that the only proper purpose of a government is to protect man's rights, which means to protect him from physical violence. A proper government is only a policeman acting as an agent of man's self-defense and as such may resort to force only against those who start the use of force. So Ms. Rand was very clear. She didn't think that it was government's role to help you make the right decisions on your behalf, to be that parent or teacher. Oh no, little Johnny, you should be doing that. She didn't believe that at all. Um, and she thought of it as a policeman and as a protector of individual rights. As I said, one of the big justifications of this in the UK has been the cost, uh, the estimated cost to the, the National Health Service estimated to be about two and a half billion pounds a year. The cost to, quote, society, who knows how they figure that exactly out, but the cost of supposedly of smoking to society at $17 billion a year. But Don Watkins, who's appeared on this program and on this channel many, many times, well-known objectivist, had a wonderful article from about 10 years ago on this exact topic when this was being bandied about in the U.S., and Don wrote, the argument that smokers impose social costs on non-smokers perversely uses an injustice created by parentalism to support its expansion, right? I mean, why, why is uh, people smoking a cost on society? Well, the only reason is Don writes, non-smokers today are forced to foot the bill of smokers is that our government has virtually taken over the field of medicine in order to relieve us of the freedom to manage our own health care and bear the costs of our own choices. Now that was here in the US, and certainly that's the case in the UK. UK, where there is socialized health care, you know, nationalized health care, government runs the health service, you know, any choice you make has a direct impact on others. And you know, there was a, a saying that my mom always used to say that I think makes the sense here, makes uh, is appropriate here. He who writes the checks makes the rules. And if government is going to pay for your health care, hell yes, government's going to tell you how to manage your health, what to put in your body, what types of activities are appropriate. And when you say, wait a minute, I have the freedom to do X, Y, and Z, they're going to say, no, 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 we pay the bills. We're going to tell you what's right. When we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and thank you, Robert, very generous donation, Robert Naser, thank you for being 
a host, a presenter, and a, a supporter of the program. You know, the, this notion of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness from the Declaration of Independence here over in, in America, in the colonies, as they say. It's not just a bumper sticker. It's not just kind of a, oh, happily ever after. Life, liberty, and the pursuit. Of, it is life, liberty, and the pursuit of your happiness, my happiness, individual happiness. And you know what? That might include, for some people, smoking. That might include fatty foods. That might include risky behavior. Your happiness, only you can define that. Only you know what is entails in your happiness. So it's very possible that smoking might be part of your happiness. And let's just define our terms here. I mean, people would like to kind of put forth smoking as something it's, I mean, smoking is not robbing you. It's not physically harming you. It is something that is an individual choice and affects the individual. Uh, it is not the same as physical violence that you're perpetrating on someone else if you happen to want to smoke. And Don writes about this as well. Don wrote, smoking is not some infectious disease that must be quarantined and destroyed by the government. It's a voluntary activity that every individual is free to abstain from, including avoiding restaurants and other private establishments that permit smoking. You wanna smoke, you have the right to do that in your own property. You're not forcing it on someone else and the government has no, in our belief, right to quarantine you and, uh, and punish you for making those choices. Ultimately, we're talking about making choices for ourselves, rational, long-range adult decisions about what's best for your own life. And government really has no role in that at all, providing that you are respecting the rights of other people. And if those other people aren't forced to pay for your health care, your smoking has no impact on them whatsoever. But around all of this is this parentalism. And Don wrote, Don kind of gets to it. He says, implicit in the view that government must dictate the, the individual's decision with regard to smoking because he is incapable of making them rationally. So that's the idea that, you know, the individual is incapable of making any decisions uh, by him or herself so that to the extent that this movement succeeds and looks like it's succeeding quite well in the UK, if this is being literally talked about by the prime minister, it is entrenching parentalism. So this is this view that individuals are incompetent to run their own lives and require this nanny state to control every aspect of their lives. So, you know, that's that's really what we're seeing in the UK now. I mean, it would be one thing if government said, the UK government said, look, we're gonna publish uh, data about smoking, we're gonna publish, uh, but that's not enough for them and, and, and let people make their own decisions. That's not enough for them. They are gonna literally start phasing out your ability to buy a cigarette if that's something you, as an adult want to do. Why? Because the role choices on your behalf to control your life. And thankfully, Don makes the point that we are not irrational misfits. misfits. We are thinking beings and we have the ability to rationally judge which courses of actions serve our interests. And people often say, oh, come on, what's the big deal? We all know smoking's not bad. You know, if government, this is me talking now, not Don, but if government, you know, makes these choices uh, on our behalf, we all know that this is the right thing. And that's actually not the case. And I'll give you an example from my own history. You in the UK and our listeners and viewers around the world might not be familiar with this, but when I was a kid, the government started moving on with, with a, this thing they call the food pyramid. 
And this is how you were supposed to eat the food pyramid. Big rice bread cereal uh, uh, pasta on the bottom, that was the most, and just a little bit of fats and oils and sweets at the top. This, this was kind of uh, widely accepted dogma about how you should feed yourself. And when I was a kid, this was like, this was, uh, you know, scripture, if you will. And it was only like 15 and 20 years later, maybe 25 years later, that scientists realized that the food, that the government got the food pyramid completely wrong. I mean, the upshot of the food uh, pyramid, and this was propagated by government, this was government scripture, was that, as uh, later critics illuminated, fat is bad and carbs are good. I mean, right, the carbs were at the bottom of the food pyramid. And this was government was telling you it was healthy. So the upside was that it prioritized consuming carbohydrates and completely ignored, ignored what just even a few decades later, we understood to be the so-called Mediterranean diet and that certain types of fats are actually part of a healthy diet. So this is what happens when you let government into make the decision that says, oh yes, we all know government should just force us and help us that they know what's right. And Miss Ran understood this. She wrote about this and I, I can't recommend the essay enough. It's for free. We're going to put it in the show notes and put it in the chat so you can link to it right after we finish here. The essay is The Nature of Government. And she outlines in that incredible essay just what is a government? Why do we even have a government? What's the purpose of government? And quoting now from Ms. Rand, consider the extent of the moral and political inversion in <laughs> now consider the extent of the moral and political inversion of today's prevalent view of government. Instead of being a protector of man's rights, the government is becoming their most dangerous violator. Instead of guarding freedom, the government is establishing slavery. Instead of protecting men from the intentions, the initiators of physical force, the government is initiating force and coercion in the very manner and issue it pleases. Instead of serving as the instrument of objectivity in human relations, relationships, the government is creating a deadly subterranean raid of uncertainty and fear by means of non-objective laws whose interpretation is left to the arbitrary decision of random bureaucrats like these guys. Instead of protecting men from injury by whim, the government is aggregating the power of unlimited whim so that we are fast approaching the stage of unlimited, unlimited ultimate inversion, the stage which the government is free to do anything it pleases while the citizen may act only by permission. And that's certainly exactly what we're seeing here, right? The government is gonna ban smoking. It's gonna ban trans fats. It's gonna do whatever it wants. And we as citizens no longer act by right, but by permission. It's gonna tell us what's in our best interest. Like that benevolent parent, we as stupid idiots who don't have reason, don't have minds need, so desperately need. Is this the type of rational society that I know that we need and want and, and demand in, in America and now being exported to the rest of the world? Pretty, pretty disgusting and sad what it, that it is. And pretty, pretty sad, even if you're a non-smoker, to imagine that they're going to start by banning cigarettes in the UK. Uh, and I'll just say, as a side note, when they outlawed smoking, you can Google it, when they outlawed smoking in the US, uh, I ended up, um, uh, well, I ended up making a stink about it. 
in the in the U.S. Sending uh, we had uh, uh, Ayn Rand matchbooks printed up, sending them to people in the media, sending them to some of my cohorts on Fox. Made no difference. Smoking was basically uh, been made uh, illegal in every indoor place, certainly bars and restaurants here in the U.S. And now it seems to be in the U.K. Smoking writ large will be outlawed if it, not too soon. So you got to fight the battle morally and you've got to fight it intellectually. And the only way I think we can do that is by reading and spreading the word of Ayn Rand. So start by reading Ayn Rand. The Nature of Government is from Capitalism, the Unknown Ideal, a book you all should read. Uh, start with The Nature of Government. It's for free. It's on the website. Ms. Rand talks about individualism, rational self-interest, and more than anything, reason. A reason for the season. And that's what we're doing. And that's what we're delighted that you are doing by supporting us, not only by being with us every day, but by being a member of the Ayn Rand Center UK. We really need you. And thank you, Kathleen. You've also, uh, is a donor here today. Uh, Kathleen has contributed to this program on the Super Chat. Robin is a YouTube member. Equal to Reality is a YouTube member. Bonnie Bertrand is a YouTube member like five pounds a month, and you make all of this uh, programming possible. So thank you for doing it. And of course, we're not stopping just yet. At 6 p.m. UK, it is the reality show on climate policy about you without you. So that's coming up in just about 12 minutes. And then at 7 p.m. UK, so look at this. We've got freaking two and a half hours of original programming inspired by Ayn Rand's objectivists objectivism for you just today. So we need you to help keeping it go. Uh, keep you to, we need you to help keep it going because at 7 p.m. UK, it's the Fountainhead Book Club for ARC UK members. The session will also be, be live streamed to YouTube members. So we are pumping out all this really great original content, all inspired by objectivism, and we need your help to, to keep it going. So take this opportunity to hit us up in the YouTube chat, become a member, become a member of the website. You are the ones who help keep this programming coming to you day after day after day. So go get a Guinness. You've got 12 minutes until we've got the reality show coming up. And then at 7 p.m., just an hour after that, the Fountainhead Book Club for members of the Ayn Rand Center UK. Great content only for you because you're supporting what we do. So light one up, even if it's a candy cigarette, support individual rights, and we'll see you back here in just about 10 minutes for the reality show. Best premises and be well.